Come on, intro. Here we go. You've tuned into All Things Fine and Gentry with the connoisseur, French Thompson, where consistently we bring you ideas, concepts, and exposure to thoughtful content, lifestyle enhancements, and opportunities to improve yourself and those around you. Thank you for tuning in and taking a listen to this week's episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everyone. Thank you all for tuning in to All Things Fine and Gentry. This is the connoisseur, French Thompson. And uh, I just want to say thanks to um, each and every one of you all for tuning in. Um, and I, I, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't take it lightly that people uh, decide to uh, download and listen and engage on a, a weekly basis. Um, you know, when I started this, it was just kind of like, Hey, let's just see how this goes. And, uh, the response rate and everything has been great. So I appreciate each and every one of you all tuning in. If this is your first time, you can definitely connect with, uh, with me at all things fine and gentry on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. Um, but, uh, definitely appreciate all those connecting and to our international listeners. Um, and we're not just talking like Canada or Mexico. We do have some people, literally all across the globe that are tuning in. So appreciate you all listening in today. So um, <clears throat> as typical, um, I, I, I'm excited about the topic uh, that I bring to you all uh, every week. Uh, but this one hit me. Uh, you all know that typically I do my do-rag downloads in the morning and during my morning walk. And um, with the seasons changing, um, it's pretty dark in the morning. So I, I'm Things are downloading, but um, I don't get to record it because it is literally dark outside and me walking around with a flashlight on my face while trying to record would be kind of silly. So, um, but this, this, this morning, um, I had a download about being authentically you, and uh, there was one person that stuck out in my head to kind of have that conversation. So, um, today we have a good friend of mine, uh, Jamar, and uh, I, He's, I mean, I've known him for, shoot, now it's been over 10, oh, probably 11 plus years now. Um, and uh, when I lived in Chicago, uh, my wife and I, we had lived there. We um, were looking for, for a church and looking for some couples to kind of be uh, connected with. And we ended up uh, at, at a church that I will say is unnamed, but we ended up at a church. And this is before we had kids. And so we're sitting in church and um, uh, we're, we're having conversations. <laughs> and I can't believe I'm going to tell this story, but I don't know if you remember this story, Jamar. Yeah, so we're sitting there and um, we're sitting in front of this other couple and we're kind of bored. And uh, <laughs> I pass gas and then I hear the husband behind me like, who just passed gas? And somebody just crop dust us? And then my wife, <laughs> my wife looks at me and is like, did you just pass gas? And I just kind of just try to ignore it. Um, but, <laughs> but legitimately, 
Um, afterwards, it wasn't like, hey, I'm sorry, Pastor Gaz. Well, we connected with this couple, uh, Kendra and Jamar Jefferson. And uh, from there, it's just been uh, one hilarious episode after another. So welcome to the, the program, <laughs> Jamar. Uh, uh, bro, <laughs> you owe my daughter an apology because I blamed her. <laughs> I blamed her for that. I remember that, too. Oh, man, man, this dude's dude's come in here with this nice suit on and stuff far in the church. Get out of here, dude. And I blame my daughter. She uh, was like two years old at the time, too. I'm like, man, you need to change her diaper. I know, I know this is my <laughs> wife, when she listens to this, she'll say that is not fine and gentry. But I just want people to know that, you know, we're, we're all people. And But the, the reason I share that story is because Jamar don't hold back, man. And... um <laughs> I love him for that. Uh, literally, I'm over here crying because it was so funny. But I love him for that, man. And uh, there's been so many experiences and uh, times um, that we've shared together uh, yeah. in fun and in, in, uh, in hurt and in uh, late hours just chilling and drinking and early mornings trying to support the wives and what they're doing. So um, yep. appreciate you for getting on. Um, and uh, yeah, as, as we kind of go through here, I mean, he's a, he's a content creator in his own right. So we'll dig into that, but, uh, just let's, let's tell the, the listening audience just a little bit about you, kind of where you're from, um, you know, where you are now and, uh, we'll kind of dig into it from there. Yeah. Uh, Jamar is like, like he said, um, Jamar Jefferson born and raised in Chicago area. Uh, grew up kind of in Chicago, then moved to the south side of Chicago, south suburbs. And then um, from there, you know, went on to college, Illinois State, where I met my wife. We you know, did the thing there, what we needed to do. Um, ended up moving to the west suburbs of Aurora. And that's kind of where I met French. We did our thing there and, you know, kicked it. That's where I met French and, and his wife. We did and just kicked it from there, man. But then, like, you know, just recently... I mean, I just kind of started hitting a stride in the path of where I really wanted to be in life. Yeah, and that's good. I just kind of started sprinting at that particular point, you know what I mean? But yeah, I yeah. guess it took that long to get there. Hey, and, you know, it's it, that's real, right? Because it's, it's challenging right. for a lot of people to, one, either understand and, and admit to themselves who they want to be or, or where they want to be. It's another to to angle yourself in that direction. And then it's another to take those steps and actually pursue it. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, once I did it, you know, it even, it still took a push. I still took a little push from, from some supported, from some supported cast as well yeah. that uh, allowed me to get there. But I mean, once I did, like, I've always been the type of person where it's like, all right, well, put your head down and, and run as fast as you can. And that's pretty much where I took it. See where it takes me from there. So, so, I so, mean, so let's let's tell people kind of, you know, we've talked in general about like you know finding your your path and your stride. So, uh, you do have a day job, but tell people what you're yeah. you're actually doing that is in your uh, in your field of, of of passion. Yeah, right now I'm currently I have a, a media company that I actually started up. It started on I have an LLC. It's called Media Four Fifty Five Productions LLC. Um, under that I started that when I went. I actually went back to school uh, for at Illinois Media School and started doing things for broadcasting and radio and television. 
and it was actually going to be all radio. And I started a radio show called The Nightcap on the edgeonair.com. And it just pretty much uh, what I did was just produced it, wrote, did everything for it. I was the engineer, everything. I taught, learned all that in school. And then um, I kind of geared it towards uh, up and coming artists that were coming up in the industry. And then, you know, it, it'll be two years old in November. Mm. So it, things were good. Things were going good. And then COVID hit. Mm. And I'm like, OK, so then the studio shut down. I'm like, I don't. I don't know what to do. I actually jumped on board with a, a group of people on Facebook right now called Three Jerks. We're uh, with a pot with a platform. We're doing some big stuff right now too. Oh yeah. But, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and so you know, just kind of try to get the handle and get some viewers back because I don't. I'm not on. I wasn't on the radio anymore. So mm. just trying to get some viewers back, some views back, and things. I just, I was like, all right, let me let me hop on here. Still get the practice of being on air, being able to speak. You know, continue on with the. With, uh, just allowing myself to do things without, without you know, just the practice of being involved in it. And I decided to revamp the nightcap from there. Um, and uh, at that particular point, like I revamped the nightcap, it's no longer, it made it visual, built yeah. a studio in my basement. Which is dope. Yep. <laughs> I was like, let's redo the basement, built the studio in the basement. So now I not only just play uh, music there for up and coming artists, but a lot of artists nowadays there when they're up and coming, they, you know, everybody's visual now. Mm -hmm. um, and so they're making videos, but they're not signing the labels. So this money that they're making these videos out of comes out of their pocket. And I learned quite a bit about making videos and things of that nature when I was in school. So I know how much it costs, how videographers cost, what all is entailed with it. And so I was like, well, you know what? They're making these videos, but nobody's seeing them. All they're doing is post them on YouTube. They want to get views. So I hit, I reach out to some of these artists, especially ones that I like. I'm like, hey, I saw your video on this air, on YouTube, or I saw your video on your your IG page. I want to play it on my show um, called The Nightcap. It comes on every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Shameless plug. There and it is. Ain't no, like, ain't no shame on, on all right? these fine gentry. <laughs> right. So I'm like. I was like, I want to play it, you know, on my show. And then when they, if they give me their blessings, which most of them actually do, I, um, I play, you know, I play about three videos on my, sh on my show and it is really dope stuff. I do it with my sister, uh, shout out to MJ. She's out there in, in um, San Francisco right now. And I, I kind of do it on, on there with her and we kind of run down what's going on with celebrities nowadays. And then I play videos and then introduce all the new music and movies that came out throughout the week. And it's 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 a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. So it's, it's, like, a, it's like a gorilla BET. I appreciate it. It is. It is. And you know, a lot of things are like you know, oh, somebody actually told us like, oh man, y'all are like y'all are like the Breakfast Club. And I'm like, mm. yeah. And then they're like, but then somebody else is like, oh my god, y'all. It's kind of like 106 and Park because y'all playing videos. I'm like, yeah. So now <laughs> it's like a fuse between 106 and Park <laughs> and the Breakfast Club, which I'm proud of. Those are two very successful shows. Yep, exactly, you know what I'm saying? So exactly. I'm not. I have no qualms with that at all. So I'll be that, you know what I mean? But uh, it's good stuff, but a lot of stuff revamped for me. Like I told you, I was, I learned the videographer portion of it. So, and then I learned how to make TV shows. So now I'm actually um, producing a show called Authentic Changes with uh, one of the evangelists from a church. Nice. And uh, we, uh, we actually started, we start shooting, we started shooting a couple weeks back. I started shooting the um, second episode. It's coming up Saturday and that'll start airing in June on on um in, on her platform as well as on my on a media 455 platform i'm currently shoot um, my videographer for serenity church i do that every sunday as well nice. so shout out to them as well uh i have a 
show I do with my wife every Thursday at eight thirty called Father Time Father that I do on my Time. own plat. I do on my own platform. I mean, lots of stuff. I got a sports show that I do every, off and on every now and then as well. So, I mean, I do a lot of stuff throughout the week. I'm a busy dude, but I'm excited. I get excited about it. It's, it's a lot of hard work, but it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. You know I mean, so so how did you get into media right so like legitimately your day job is insurance right how did you get into into media and realize that that was a passion of yours man uh i would start in college i got the opportunity to somebody they were i didn't even know they had a communications department mm. i knew they had a communications department but i didn't know they had a television studio and one day somebody took me down there that was part of it. And I'm like, oh, man, y'all got a television studio down there? They're like, yeah, we do it every Saturday or whatever. So I'm like, okay, cool. And um, I just kind of sat down there and watched him do it. And he let me man the still camera. So you can't really mess that up. It don't move. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I did that. And then they actually have a radio. They did a radio show that they did. And it was really cool. And every, And I didn't realize it, but all of the ethnic people at the college actually listened to it, you know. <laughs> You know what I mean by that? And yep. so I'm like, I'm like, cool. I'm like, you know, this is cool. It's an urban show and all that stuff. But then um, one day somebody was sick and they were like, hey, you're sitting down here. You want to fill in for them? And I'm like, all right. And I mean, I hopped on the mic and it was it was natural for me. Nice. Uh, just kind of spoken, you know, did they they're like, you only allow I'm only letting you do one show. But it, I felt <laughs> the love for her. I was like, all right, whatever. But I, I kind of felt it then. I felt the vibe from it. And I was. I felt too relaxed. I was mm. just too relaxed in that, that, that atmosphere. So it's kind of stayed as a passion and I've always been a good writer in my opinion. Yeah. So I was like, I could definitely do this. So I went back to school for it That's and what's up. learned the ins and outs. And there you are. I mean, eventually it comes about, you know what I mean? So, so, so it's interesting, right? Because once you um, get on a platform and be it whatever platform, right? If it's somebody that's a, a um, a public speaker, a politician, a preacher, a podcaster. I try to use all plays right. there. Um, but, uh, nice you know, job. thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, once you get on a platform, like it, it opens you up, right. And opens people up to listening and evaluating and judging, et cetera, like that. And there's a lot of people who are, um, I will call it nervous of being, uh, exposed that way and not necessarily exposed right. in a negative connotation, but like letting people in. Um, right. And, you know, one of the uh, one, I think that's one of the big challenges. And so how, how do you, and this is kind of where, you know, kind of gets into one of the things I just love about you, man, is being authentically you, but, but how have you been able to navigate that um, to be able to say, Hey, like legitimately I'm on here on Thursdays talking with my wife about, you know, parenthood and raising kids and in-laws and all this type of stuff. Like there's no pretense to it. It's not like, Hey, uh, I'm over here, you know, showing you how to uh, make carrots, but no, it's like le legitimately, You're right. it's, this is just me. So, you know, it, how has that worked? It, it was easy. Mm. Uh, it's actually very easy. The thing is, is like, of course, nobody wants to make enemies. So there are things that you don't necessarily want to talk, speak about. But yep. I mean, the thing is, is that um, when it comes to marriage, when it comes to being a dad, when it comes to being a husband or whatever you, whatever title you hold, 
it's not I mean, everybody, there's no instructions that come with it. I That's mean, it doesn't, it, it doesn't even matter what the hierarchy is. I mean, you could be a, a pastor of a church, and once you become the, 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 the pastor, you're like, all right, I know what to do. You kind of know the basics behind it. Like, I know how to preach, and I know the word and things of that nature, but then there's that politics behind it. And yeah. That's not that's not in a manual, you know what <laughs> I mean? So, you know, so, and so you... You just come up there and there's nothing wrong with being honest about it. And everybody, you start to learn that everybody feels the same way. Nobody really knows how to take care of a kid. You know, a lot of people, when they're like, I'm pregnant, you're like, oh, 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 okay. I mean, so it's, <laughs> you're like, I, I, you got a, it's a different, a ton of emotions that come with that. Yeah. So uh you you know it being honest about it there's nothing wrong with that it actually is therapy not just for you it's for other people and that's one thing i definitely learned about father thomas the audience that we attract they're like man they're like you know it's therapy I, a lot of people actually hit me up and say i need father time today and i'm like me too yeah i mean it's not just good. it's not it's not just for 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 the audience it's also for me i get to sit there and talk about everything that i've gone through all the stuff i'm like man what did y'all do in this situation and I just know, you know, I, I, I do a lot of cursing. I do a lot of cursing. <laughs> but I just know that, you know, I'm like, my kids are, every, my the, the teachers, my kids' teachers always talk to me and tell us that, you know, your kids are such a pleasure to have and all the other stuff. And I'm like, really? <laughs> Everybody's like, really? Is that the case? But I honestly believe my kids are really good kids, but I'm going to, I'm going to fuck that up. Yep. I'm going to mess that up, bro. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, I, I, and then. Uh, I'm like the things that, especially in 2020, all the stuff that's been happening, you're like, I haven't exposed my kids to that yet. Right. Am I messing them up doing that by not exposing them to that yet? Or, um, or should I, would I have messed them up if I did expose them to that already? Nobody knows the answers to this stuff. So as a, as a parent, the one thing, you know, I don't care about messing up my life. I've, I've hit the restart button three or four times. That's good. But with them, um, with them, you know, you, you, you don't want to, you don't want to be the person, you don't want to be the cause of them trying to hit the restart button. If they're going to do it, you want them to be able to make the decision for them to do it later on in life when they're able to. But, you know, just learning from the, the things that you experienced in the past growing up, you just, you, all you can do is try your best to make, not allow them to feel the way you did when you were down or when you were hurt when you were a kid and try to help them avoid that. But, at the same time, you're like things are new. the The way world is is the way the world is now. It's new, and you're like, I don't know what to, yeah, what to do. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody. I mean, you sit back and just look at it, like legitimately on a day in and day out basis. It's like, yeah, yeah. um, I when you leave this house, I I ain't got nothing for you, right? <laughs> I ain't got nothing for you. I mean, the conversations I've been having with my kids lately, I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, who told you that, or Man, who dude, taught you that? You know, dude. so. I mean, and it's I mean, not I, like I, I, I got I got the kids coming home talking about girlfriends and boyfriends, and I'm like, you're yeah. in first grade, first you're grade, first, you're in first grade. What are you talking about? You know, and and you know, my my kids actually told me today that they were watching the news. You know, my wife and I celebrated our 12th anniversary, so I had my my um my kids at my parents' house, and they were telling me they were watching the news at Mika and Poppy's house, and they started telling me their opinions about Trump. Mm. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, 
All right. Uh, okay. You know, where did you hear that from? Did Poppy tell you that? And they're like, no, we were watching the news. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. You know, but like I said, you know, you try to keep that from them. But at the same time, you know, they go somewhere else and hear it. Some, you know, Amika and Poppy's house, not even at school. It's, you know it's crazy. So, I, um, you know, I typically listen to NPR most of the time when I'm driving. Uh, and I had to stop playing that because like my, my daughter, not so much, and my son, like absorbing everything and start asking questions. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, you know, especially this is big when coronavirus is going on. He started asking questions about what's happening and, you know, are people close to us going to die? You're like, man, so right. back, back to classical music, right? <laughs> Whatever. Right, is, right. Is back though. to 103.5 Kiss <laughs> FM. We, <laughs> we legitimately. Let's get uh, some pop music in here. Right. Some kids pop in this boy. So, um, so. So you, you have these platforms and mm-hmm. you, you, you share life, you share experiences, um, you know, no, no filter, just like, Hey, this is what's going on. This is, this is my life. And I'm not, you know, not necessarily ashamed of it. Right. Not, not, right. not a saying, Oh, you know, this is, I don't really want to talk about this, but like, Hey, this is what's going on. And like you said, it's therapy for you, therapy for others. W- when yeah. do you think that, that switch clicked for you in your life to say, you know what, this is just me and I'm going to share and be and uh, be, you know, unapologetic in who I am. Not rude with it, not arrogant, not over here smearing myself onto others, but that you just said, you know, like, hey, this is me. And if you love it, you love it. If you don't, you don't. And even with that, I don't really care. Well, what do you, how did you get there? <laughs> uh, I got there in college, bro. Mm. Um, I, you know, my father always told me, one thing he told me, he was like, uh, best piece of, one of the best pieces of advice he gave me was like, man, ain't nobody, you go down there when you go to college and you take care of yourself and do what you need to do. Ain't nobody gonna, ain't nobody gonna have any sympathy for you. Mm. Ain't nobody gonna care about what you do or how you do it. You know, the only person, the only thing you, you, the only thing you can worry, only person you need to worry about is you. So go down there and do what you need to do. And, you know, you take heed to those words, but at the same time, you you find friends in college, people you hang yeah. out with on a regular basis yeah. and stuff, and then you you hanging out with them, and then one day you know they do something, and you're like, bro, like, why would you know? I thought we was cool. Why did you even do that? And they like, man, you know, ain't nobody, you know, they like, ain't no big deal. And you're like, it's a big deal to me. And I mean, it only took one time, bro. Mm. And I mean, even even just with guys, even with, with girls, took one time, a lot of guys become that way because the girls, a girl breaks their heart, they like never again. Right. But they like never again. But like, uh, you know, you're like, I was just at that particular point, I was just like, I'm just going to be who I am. And that's it. And I mean, I'd be in situations where I'm hanging out with people of a certain kind, or I was, I'm hanging out with, uh, you know, just people that don't necessarily do a lot of things that I do. But it's not that, and I realized, I learned that it's not that they don't do what I do. They just haven't done it yet That's or good. they haven't experienced it yet. So, you know, I'm sitting around with a bunch of people. We're all hanging out and I'm, and I was actually, this is when I started. I was actually at a study group outside 
and we were off for class. We all do get did well in class. And I'm sitting outside. I'm like, man, I pulled a black and mild out of my pocket, and started smoking it. <laughs> and they're all looking like, you know, they're like, oh, they're like, oh, okay. And they're trying to ignore what I'm doing. <laughs> and it wasn't that it wasn't that I was doing anything wrong. I was still in the conversation. I was still working with them and everything like that. It was just obscure. They never had anybody sit there and smoke a black and mild while I. While we're studying and I'm like, it's outside. I'm not, you know, and so I'm like, you know, so they look at, I, I start to feel the tension a little bit. Mm. So what did I do? I'm like, you want one? I got another one. <laughs> and they like, is um, somebody's like, yeah, you know, I'll try it. And I'm like, yeah, it's not that bad. And they was like, I love it. Then it, it opens up the conversation. That's I good. love the smell of those, but nobody, you know, I've never smoked it before, but I love the smell. And I'm like, you want to try it? I mean, they're like, no, I don't want to try it, but I want to smell it. I was like, I'll keep smoking it for you. No big deal. So you, when it gets to that point, you know, and then people start, but then people start to tell you, oh, you know, you did really good. I heard somebody tell me this on Father Time. I love the show, but when you start pulling out those black and mouths and smoking on the show, you know, that's when I'm just kind of like, oh, my goodness, why does he have to do that? Well, because I'm in my own house doing my own show. Right. So... <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yes. that's why. And that's how, that's who I am. That's who I'm going to be. You know, uh, I curse a lot. Kendra, my wife tries her best not to curse. And I'm like, well, that's how I just express my feelings. Right. My feelings. So I'm, it's, is it best that I try not to? Yeah. But not in that situation. That's who I am. But so it is what it is. But, um, so, so, so it's, it's, it's funny, right? Because I, I know a lot of people will be listening to this and be like, man, that seems freeing, right? Or, or that they're nervous with it, especially in, in our cultural um, society, um, you know, the way that we've been either raised or conditioned to assimilate, right? And this right. is a, a, a big issue and even one, admittedly, that I, I've, I've struggled with myself. Um, <clears throat> and it's not until recently, I would say, uh, as I've progressed in my career, that I'm more comfortable in just like, speaking my mind and mm -hmm. you know saying hey this is this is a, a french thompson thought right this is this is yep. what it is um versus you know and and i don't know i'm sure some epidemiologists would be able to tell us if this is a western culture thing or just a human thing etc but but i would have to believe it's more of a western culture thing of this thought of assimilation of you know yeah. we we all need to you know, uh, meld together and probably, you know, we call America the melting pot and we all just kind of come together. But legitimately, the the spice of life, if you want to use that analogy, is everyone being different, everyone being unique and everyone having their own opinion and that we can appreciate it and, and move on from there and not feel that you must be like me or I must be like you or that is my mission to change you. But it's more about Hey, if you are being who you are and is not in a offensive way or like, hey, um, you know, I don't wear deodorant. So what I'm going to do is raise my arm every time I walk by you and just right. put my arm in your face, right? My armpit, you know, that that's that's uh, that that's as oppressive oppressiveness of I want you to accept who I am versus look, this is just me and I will live my life the way that I, I desire, um, you know, still uh, adhering to call it, you know, societal norms in some ways, but legitimately being able to say, look, 
this is just me and I am comfortable in my skin. And I think a lot of people just have that challenge of truly being, as people will say it, oh, I'm, I'm cool with who I am, but you get around different people and you start acting different, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why people love Cardi B. That's mm. why people love, that's why WAP is still one in the top 10 in Billboard. Because, I mean, like, literally the word, the, 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 the acronym for WAP, you know, right. and everybody knows what that is. But, I mean, why is it in the top 10? Because that's how girls, ladies, and guys love, you know, of course they love the sexual natures and stuff. But that's the, that's the way women actually, the freaks that they are, <laughs> I guess, in that situation, that's how they feel about it. Yeah. You know, they feel like that's what I'd be thinking half the time. Or even if I'm not thinking like that, I haven't or I like to think that way. And so, um, you know, there's you know, People love Cardi B. People love Megan Thee Stallion. They, they love them for who they are because they're just who they are, and they're out there for that, you know, um, no matter what they say, you know. And, I, I mean, that's – and you – even if people don't appreciate it, it has to be respected. That's good. And um, and so, you know, I, I don't I, – I, I just haven't got – I can't get away from that. And it's so – it's freeing, French. Yeah. It's so freeing. Just being who you are, they're like, well, you know, Jamar's a little standoffish. Well, that's just, or Jamar, you know, he could be a little harsh a little bit sometimes, or I'm not really sure about him. Well, I mean, you can either talk to him and actually get the full, how you want to go uh, get the full Jamar, or you can stay away from him, but he is who he is, and he's not going to, he's not going to change really, you know, and I mean, people do evolve in, when they get older and stuff, but Jamar is Jamar, and that's just I was just like French is French. I've yeah. heard you say some harsh things before too, brother. <laughs> Wait, I ain't gonna let I ain't gonna let myself be in this category alone. <laughs> well, I mean, we we but, all right. There, there's a there's a there's a person inside of us that is screaming to get out, right? Yeah. That that we have over over years, decades have repressed, be it because right. when you were coming up, your parents or aunt, uncle, or a teacher said, "No, we don't do that," or "You can't do this." Or right. you were in school or in college and to fit in with a certain crowd, you decided to dress a certain way or be a certain way. And before yep. you know it, you are, you have become this uh, avatar, right? Yep. Legitimately yep. an avatar. And I think a lot of people, I think this is why you have a lot of people that get to midlife crises, right? I mean, legitimately, yeah. you know, when we were growing up, like, man, midlife crises, right? People are in their fifties, et cetera. But let me let's be honest. Folks is living to about eighty. So around forty, you hitting a midlife crisis of where you're sitting here saying, "Is this what I really want to be?" This is why you see so many people getting divorced. This is why you have you know uh, strained relationships within families mm-hmm. because people aren't authentically them. They have not been able just yep. to talk and be and share. So there's there's yes. this repression that yep. comes out and. It's it's un it's, it becomes unchecked and or it becomes you know people look back like that ain't you and you're like well this is me well you haven't yep. been that for the last thirty years so yeah which one is and it yeah you you become this person and I mean just imagine constantly being this person that's like that's that's trying to hold you're just holding back this person that you are I mean that that takes a lot of stress a lot of strain it builds anxiety but I mean like. When you're kind, when you're just out there being who you are, and um, 
and it's it's constantly freeing. And then yeah. even when you meet somebody, it's not like you have to. And I'm at an age now where if I meet somebody, I just am who I am. <laughs> uh, so I mean, so even when I, and I'm not, I'm not a I'm not a complete asshole at all. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that at all. You know, I'm I'm a nice guy and things of that. Hey, hey I'm, gonna pause, I'm gonna pause you right there because my wife. You know, she calls me an a-hole and then I'm like, no, I'm not. And she's like, well, look at the people that you hang around. And then I talk to like my boys from Morehouse. And then I start looking around like the people that I'm around, like people that I like just I can chill with. And I'm like, yeah, I guess um, I guess that's me. I'll accept that. But yeah, <laughs> accept that. Embrace it. <laughs> Smoke a black with it. That's Smoke what I'm about. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, you just that person who you are but i mean once somebody when somebody accepts who you are and they don't they don't judge you for it and they hang out with you they really start to understand that you're actually some of the most some of the people that are considered the biggest assholes are some of the most loyal friends you'll have you know, you know what i mean so that like you you um because you accepted who they were and you're just and you and you you like them for it you respect them for it you know what i mean but and you know you do anything for them and or they'll do anything for you and you because, know because that. You, can you know you know there's no pretense right you know right. that they're not going to you know either do something behind your back or 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 hold back and right you know it's interesting because um you know i, I have a lot of uh, uh young men that are single that i mentor or we just kind of kick it and talk etc and they talk about the challenges of even dating in this season in this world even pre-covid just this Man. digital world right that everything is on facebook instagram snapchat whatever you know uh social platform it is and are like you know you can't find anybody that's just real right i mean even I mean, you don't even have real hair anymore right people don't have real hair yeah. real eyebrows real eyes real eyelashes like nothing is real um yeah. because we all are trying to be a certain you know a certain avatar and, and, and nothing against, and I know there might be some ladies on here that listen, nothing against people that want to enhance their own beauty and be able to do things because that's what, you know, that's what, how they feel and they like to express themselves that way. Nothing is that it's, it's about more of those that are, you know, putting on a face, you know, and, uh, mm-hmm. and trying to look a certain way versus, versus being natural. And I think, I think if people kind of hear and heed what you, you said, and make a step towards that of saying, no, I want to be, be, you know, step by step more me. I think that that will, like you said, people will start seeing freedom in their life, in their relationships, in their, uh, and even a, a weight lifted from their shoulders by just being them. Yeah, man. I mean, if you're going to live in this world, you got to start, you know, we, we gotta, we gotta be, free and feel feel how you know be free and feel how you want to feel and do what you want to do i mean to a, to a certain extent but at the same time you got to be more accepting because like you said like you know you're going to meet some people and now the the consensus is being fake mm-hmm. or the consensus is being like you know you got the girls that come out with the fake hair or whatever like that so you got to accept that more you know so you're like oh i gotta accept that more but i mean the more that you're you um, you know, you really don't care about how you feel. I mean, I get wrapped up into it too. You know, I got to take these pictures of myself and stuff to post them up on, on my social media outlets. And I'm like, oh, I don't like that picture. Man, I get to a point where I'm just like, dude, I'm about to take this picture and send it up there, whatever is whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? So, um, you know, but, you know, th- we live in this selfie world and this, and everybody's fearful because it's the, the, uh, 
call it the 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 cancer culture or yeah. the cancel yeah cancel culture. Yeah, the cancel culture yep the cancer culture and i mean like you know everybody's fear of being canceled and it's like dude you can't con- you can't be canceled unless you cancel yourself Ooh. you, Ooh. you, you I, can't i'm gonna be- let that i'm gonna let that simmer <laughs> right there that's good man yeah you can't be canceled unless you cancel yourself man like you you, I mean, if somebody else don't like you or some, who cares? As long as you still pushing, some, you know, it. everybody has their own opinion. You cannot be canceled unless you cancel yourself, bro. And I mean, it, it is what it is when it comes to that. And I, I, I that's it, man. I, that's, that's how I feel. That's, that's a perfect way to, to, to stop this one. Um, Cause we're, we're going to have multiple conversations, uh, over this, the life of this podcast, however it goes, because legitimately to let you all know, this podcast is just me and my close friends talking and you just getting it. But, um, I, I appreciate you taking the time today, Jamar, to, to talk and share and let people know, you know, the, the, the power of being authentically you. And I mean, if you didn't get anything else, uh, in this podcast, you know, realize the last thing that he said, you know, people can't cancel you unless you cancel yourself. And so re- realize that li- live authentically, you be who you are and you- you'll realize that the blessing and the freedom that comes in that. So, all right, Jamar, how, how can people yes, connect sir. with you? How can they find you uh, to, to get more realness, to get more uh, uh, authentic you uh, and and being able to get some therapy as well. How what, what platforms uh, can they connect with you? How on? do you love me? Let me find a way. <laughs> uh, so uh, you can hit me up on my um social media, my IG, uh, Moramar twenty two M O R M A R twenty two. Um, I got the Nightcap Show uh, that has its own IG as well at underscore N I T E K A P twenty two. Uh, you can hit me up, and it's, especially if you're an artist, man, you up and coming artist, hit me up with your music and your videos. That's at the uh, at my Gmail nightcapjb at gmail dot com, um, and that's n i t e k a p j b at gmail dot com. You can hit me up at those platforms, and I mean check me out on my shows as well. The Nightcap every Wednesday. That's tomorrow as well, seven p.m. Central. Um, we do that on the Three Jerks for the Play Facebook pay uh, Facebook group, and then um, of course I repost it every time. After that, um, on my own social media platforms on Facebook, which is just Jamar Jefferson. Um, as well, and then you know, Father Time every Thursday as well on my IG, um, and more Mar Twenty Two as well as on uh, Three Jerks with a platform. That's Father Time with my wife, and I mean, I got tons of other stuff coming up, bro. Bro, I just did a TV show, and it is a finalist for an award with the Illinois Broadcast nice. Association. So I mean, big stuff going on with that. I got a ton of stuff happening, dude. That's so, awesome. That's ton awesome. of stuff going on. All right. Well, again, thank you all for tuning in today to. Uh, all things fine and gentry. This is the connoisseur of French Thompson. Uh, as we say every week, please, if you like it, if you love it, if you hate it, leave a review. Let me know what you like, what you didn't like. Subscribe. Um, you know, hit me up on Instagram. Uh, if if you like something, you repost it. I'll, I'll definitely be reposting you as well and, and go from there. So appreciate you all for tuning in. And uh, you know, thank you for listening to the connoisseur. Peace.